What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Eon Rubin of The New Regime. Check it out. Welcoming into the Ghost Cult podcast, Elon Rubin of The New Regime. How are you, sir? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's great to talk to you. Brand new EP. Super excited. You're on tour. Uh, how's it going so far with the tour and the brand new album? It's going incredibly well, I'd say. Um, for your listeners, uh, the new regime is opening up more, or supporting, I should say, Angels and Airwaves, and I'm playing in both bands. I play drums and angels, and obviously the new regime is mine, and I front it, sing, play guitar, and all that stuff. So it's been a really good tour of double duty. It's very satisfying to kind of put it all out there every night. And it's been going really well, so I've been having a great time with it. Have you done a lot of uh, double duty touring in your uh, past? Um, not really. I mean, last year in November, I did two shows uh, with Nine Inch Nails, which is awesome, doing double duty in that situation. Um, but before that, it had been many, many years since I'd done double duty, probably you know, about 15, 16 years old. But that's not worth talking about. Uh, right. But it's been good. <laughs> um, do you have to prepare any differently uh, to just get ready for that, just, you know, as an artist? No. It's it's literally yeah it's just literally doing the same rehearsals you normally would just both bands at the same time. So funny enough, I live in LA now, and um, Angels is still a San Diego based band. So we would rehearse Monday through Fridays in San Diego, and I'd rehearse with the New Year's Day on the weekends up in LA. So it was just a pretty solid month of of nonstop stuff. You know, and then of course you have press and videos and photos and all that fun stuff. So it was just a lot of, a lot of back and forth, a lot of work, but uh, I prefer it that way. Right on. At least with angels, this is you're not necessarily uh, roadying for yourself for all your gear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. You can focus a little on. Yeah, but the the, the angels crew has also been exceptionally helpful with um, the new regime, so I'm very thankful for that. But, yeah, it's become a smooth process. As you can imagine, for the first day or two, you know, it was a little hectic, you know, getting getting the bearings. But uh, now everything's flying smoothly, and it's in that sort of well-oiled machine phase, and we're only a weekend, so I can only imagine it'll get better. Awesome. And, and of course, we're talking about the brand new EP, Heart, which is amazing. Uh, love the record. Love the songs. The first. Song, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, you know, generally speaking, uh, the your sort of the entire arc of the new regime since you started it has been really great. But I feel like this EP kind of really is kind of encapsulated everything. That's good to hear. I mean, that that was uh, sort of the intention, and it's a very tough thing to do, especially since the the album itself will eventually be 16 songs. You know, it's very difficult to think, okay, we're going to put out four to begin with, but what's the best way to kind of highlight what this album will be and, and what the new regime has been all at once? So I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that. Right on. And I think maybe in the sort of streaming era, the Spotify era, right, it, maybe throwing a whole album out there mm -hmm. is too much for some fans and little bits are probably easier to digest and latch on to. Yep, you're completely right, and that's what went behind the strategy of, of release for Heart, Mind, Body, and Soul. So uh, you nailed it there. Oh, nice. Uh, well, I try. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I really <laughs> love the lead track, A Way to Feel Again. What a fantastic song. It's like really almost that, w- that one little song is like almost the greatest hits of your life in a way, like all the things feel I feel <laughs> like. Well, thank you. I figure, yeah, we've been opening up with that every night and it's been, uh, it's a lot of fun to play, but uh, I'm also proud of the recording and the song itself. So yeah, I figured that would be a good, all right, here's the first one back sort of thing. And it also feels like, uh, you know, it's definitely a new chapter, but it almost feels like a new beginning in a way with this stuff coming out through Sony Red, you know, so I'm just very much looking forward to what's in the future. Right on. And, that, and and it is great to have uh, Red behind you. They're, they seem to be doing a great job, which is awesome and helpful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, certainly I think yeah. this has been kind of your pet project, obviously your passion project for a long time. People know you obviously from these big, yeah. these big name bands you have been a part of, but obviously as an, as an artist, it's very important to get your own voice mm-hmm. out there and not just be some, you don't want to be thought of as a hired gun. You know, everybody, you know, reveres you for your playing and, and you know, your many talents, but it's great that this is, yeah. this is really yeah. your, your baby. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely what sums me up as a musician, and it's the way I'm able to, uh, you know, communicate, create, and really just uh, fully encapsulate what I am as a a musician and a writer. But um, it's been difficult because, you know, I've always hated the term side project because that, to me, has a a tone of lesser importance or of uh, a temporary thing, which the new regime has never been to me. But at the same time, I'm very fortunate to have a successful career as a drummer. So everything's been this uh, very fine balancing act in ways, you know, but um, it's definitely what um, I love doing and, and what I'd like to go down for at the end of the day. You know, so I'm just doing my best with trying to do everything at once, but uh, that can be slightly difficult. And of course, this is a very good problem to have. I have not lost sight of that, you know, but um, one person can only be one place at any given time. So, uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of work and and difficult to really give it, to put it on that pedestal that I I want it to be. But uh, I'm doing it. Right on. When it comes to the new regime, do you are you able to write all the time and work all the time on songs, or is it just sort of when you can fit it in and then make time for recording? And yeah, I mean, I always have tools with me, whether it be a, a little hotel room recording rig where I can do whatever I want, or having an acoustic or a guitar with me somewhere, or just messing around with apps on the iPad. I'm, I'm always able to kind of come up with ideas and anything that's good. I just leave a little voice note on my phone and I get back to it at some other point, which I like doing. I like um, writing a lot of, actually on this tour, I'm writing lots of little bits, recording them, forgetting about them, only to revisit them with completely fresh ears. And I think that's fun because it's very easy to get lost in tunnel vision when you're kind of attacking the same thing and trying to finish the small thing. And um, I've definitely done that. But, um, yeah, there's always music to be written and ways to keep it interesting. So I'm always, I'm always doing that. Nice. Voice notes are totally clutch, uh, but always uh, back up your your voice notes or back up your phone to the cloud or something because you don't want to have a Kirk Hammett situation where you yeah. lose your phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my riffs and my, my, yeah. my melodies are on that phone. That'd be terrible. Mm. 
But uh, yeah, you know the, the, the world probably didn't lose too much on that anyway. <laughs> oh, ouch! Um, possibly. <laughs> but yeah, the the EP is great. And uh, so, what is sort of the or, or have you sort of in terms of the sort of series of EPs, right? That is planned for this. Or I imagine a series, if not the whole thing to come at a future time. Are you writing with that in mind? Is it just sort of as it comes to each one of these things is its own sort of separate movement? Um, well, you've kind of broken up a little bit. Are you asking if I wrote this album with the sort of the, the EPs in mind or the, like yeah. the, the um, staggered release strategy? Yes. Because the answer to that is no. I wrote everything as it was. And basically what happened is that I only intended to do a sort of 10 or 12 song album, but when this deal was being negotiated, which, you know, took longer than I would have liked, you know, I'm not the type to just sit on my hands and wait around. So I, I keep writing music and I find myself saying, well, I really like this, but I don't want to get rid of anything else that I've already done. So I ended up having 20 songs and 20 would have been ridiculous. 60 is already pushing it. But, the way we arrived at 16 was, okay, we come out with new music, putting out one song just doesn't seem like enough. It seems kind of lazy and, and half bad. Okay, what do we do? Do we put out two songs? Do we put out three songs? And then it's like, okay, if you take a 12-song album, and it still just seems a little gimmicky. So I thought, okay, if we do 16 songs, yes, that's a longer than, than average album. But at the same time, when you split it up into quarters, it does seem like a substantial piece of music to listen to while you're waiting for the following release. So everything was written before that was determined. I just had a lot more songs in the bank before deciding how many songs would come out. Right on. Nothing, I, I, nothing in terms of release influenced the writing. Oh, of course. Well, that's helpful, and that's 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 uh, always the best way, right? If the creative process drives everything, that's a lot, a lot better than a business goal. Yeah. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about your vocals because I think that's the thing that has really grown the most over the whole arc of the new regime. And I love your singing on this EP. I would agree with you there. I, I think it's obviously you worked on it. Uh, you know, obviously when when you know an instrument comes easier to you. Uh, and you get to step out and do something you're not known for. It's noticeable, but I think again, the great, amazing melodies, great hooks. These choruses are huge, 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 huge. Oh, so. thank you so much. Yeah, well, I'm glad you pointed that out because you know, in the the arc of me as a musician, the singing was the final piece of that puzzle, and I actually started singing so that I could do the new regime because I, I grew up obsessing over instruments and learning them and practicing them and it just came to a point where I was like what's the point of playing all these things well if I'm not doing the most important thing which is singing <laughs> so you know the, the thing that bothers me the most about listening to for example my first album not that I'm you know putting it on listening to it but you know if it's come on on a shuffle or, or something what does bother me the most is that I can kind of hear uh, well first of all I can hear my tonsils. I had I had my tonsils removed between my first two albums, and I can hear that very distinct tonal change that drives me nuts. But you know, singing is one of those things where you can't really you can't hide behind anything, you know. So you know, as I've progressed, I've certainly um, improved quite a bit, I would say. But it's all in the process. So 
it's the thing I'm always excited to do and uh, improve upon from from you know one release to the next, one show to the next. I think it's I think it's very strong right now, and I'm just I'm happy with it. So I'm glad you noticed that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And of course, you can always put out a live EP someday, or maybe go back and revisit a re-recording of some kind. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, in fact, um, our our front of house guy Mark who's well, he's really angels house guy, but he's been doing me a colossal favor of, of doing our sound on this tour. Showed me um, uh, just scary crap that he took out of the show yesterday. I'm like, God, this sounds fucking great. I'm happy, you know, because it's one thing to be on stage and be in the moment, and then you can listen to the record and be like, Oh, that's not quite how I remembered it. But fortunately, in that instance, I'm like, Yes, I'm glad it sounded the way I thought it did. So, yeah, everything's just been been going really well. Awesome, man. Awesome. I love to hear it. Uh, just have a few more questions for you. You've been terrific. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Go for it. Always time. Always tough to work this stuff in on tour. Um, but yeah, mm. I, I really feel like this is, I think, not just because of the, you know, it's fortunate to be on this tour, but I feel like between the tour and this EP and the arc you've been on, I think people are going to really start <laughs> catching up to the band. I think you've uh-huh. been doing a lot of great things with this project. I agree with you. Side project is not accurate. This is really, you know, a reflection of you. Um, do you just uh-huh. make music all the time as sort of a way to propel this forward? Just in general, <sighs> constantly working on stuff? Because you are obviously super busy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just always working on stuff regardless whether it's intentional or not. I'm just always playing music. So, uh, you know, for example, pretty much the first thing I do when, I, when I've woken up on this tour is I've rolled out of my bunk and wandered into the venue, but I have this acoustic guitar that I've been loving, and I use on stage for this little acoustic bit that Tom and I do in the middle of the set. But it's a nice little Gibson L00, kind of like a bluesy, neat parlor shape model guitar. And I just go in there and I pick it up and, you know, go through my repertoire of Beatles songs or whatever it is that I'm singing. And even that often just leads to me stumbling across an idea. So even if I'm not intending to write, more often than not, something will come of it. You know, but I'm just always playing music anyway, whether it's work or relaxing or having fun it's just what i'm constantly doing nice are you an early era beatles songs guy or a late era guy i'm both in fact i hate the distinction because i mean okay don't get me wrong i'm not going to compare please please me or you know with the beatles to anything above and beyond that i love hard days night top to bottom um, every song, every album has gold in it, but the singles from the early Beatles period, you know, for talking, want to hold your hand for me to use, she loves you. Those songs are impeccable. You know, they're just absolute gold. They're synced. They're, they're as lean as can be. And they're great. Um, you know, if I'm going to put on a Beatles album, it would probably be from, like I said, Hard Day's Night and On, but I do love Hard Day's Night from, from the early period is my favorite, but everything has something great to offer. That from Rubber Soul and on is definitely all gold, top to bottom. Nice. Are you more of a John or a Paul yourself personally? Ah, you know what? I can't. I can't define that because I mean I'm a massive Beatles fan, so if you want to get into it, you know. The, the Beatles were distinctly led in two different periods. Early to mid was Lennon, 
Lennon's band, and I'd say just after that to the end was more McCartney's band. So the bulk of the early hits, although they were collaborative, there are a lot of Lennon-driven songs like Hard Day's Night or Ticket to Ride, uh, you know, so on and so forth, Help. Those are all gems, you know. But then once you hit, you know, Yesterday and Beyond, then you start kind of getting in the McCartney era. And they both offer greatness. I just hate the uh, the simplistic, oh, McCartney was the poppy one and Lennon was the edgy one because, you know, they, they both swapped hats in, in, in those specific roles. But they both wrote incredible songs. You know, there's something to be said about a simple song being incredible and there's something being said about a complex song was incredible. You know, and they, they both did both of them. Strawberry Fields is one of the most bizarre songs, but it's also fantastic. And at the same time, you have so many McCartney gems that everybody knows that you just you can't can't really compete with. So it's there's so much to be anybody who says they don't like the Beatles, I think fine. Distrust them greatly right off the bat. <laughs> uh, exactly. It's like, well, you just don't really know what music is in, so that's cool. I got you. That's a good. It's a good way you to know? end off, right? You gotta, you gotta choose your battles and choose yeah. people wisely uh, who you surround yourself with. It. We're totally judging yeah. everybody on their taste yeah. these days. It's no question. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, that's a word <laughs> of advice. If somebody doesn't says they don't like the Beatles, assume they're a liar. Ooh, hashtag that. Uh, <laughs> Alan Rubin, thank you so much for spending some time with me. The new regime heart. Hey, EP my is pleasure. Out now. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, man. Have a great tour. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.